The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, Rams fans? This is Ram Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Ram Showcase, the Rams fall to the Cardinals for only the second time under Sean McVay. Plus, the Rams lose three straight. So what's next? And later, the Rams head to New Orleans. We preview Rams at Saints. Before we hop in, did want to let you know that if you are hearing the audio-only version of me, well, great news, there's a YouTube channel. You could watch me talk about the LA Rams. If you are watching on the YouTube channel, great news for you. There is an audio-only version. Take me with you uh, wherever you are going. Ram Showcase also does have t-shirts officially, uh, so uh, instructions on how to purchase will be in the description below. We'll also talk about it a little bit later, but they are awesome and uh, purchasing those does help out the show quite a bit if that's something that you are interested in. Let's go ahead and hop on into it. So the Rams do fall to the Arizona Cardinals 27-17 to at SoFi Stadium on Sunday. The Rams defense here is almost confusing to me because, you know, you give up under 300 total yards, which is amazing, but you also gave up 27 points to a Colt McCoy-led Cardinals team who... I mean, they entered the week ranking 15th and then they had their backup quarterback in. And I'm definitely I'm not going to name any names that there was some other fans that I was talking with uh, this this week that had kind of mentioned uh, and kind of echoed some emotions that I have you know, before I even said it was uh, that I wanted to see this team play against Kyler Murray instead of Colt McCoy. Kyler Murray is uh, not as good, I think, this year as he's getting credit for. Um, so I wanted to play against him because he's he's kind of struggled and he he tends to struggle against the Rams, whereas Colt McCoy was going to come in and just run the play exactly how it was called. And instead of doing that hesitation like Kyler has or that that instinct to bail on the pocket and try to make more happen, uh, he doesn't have that. So I wanted to play against Kyler Murray, um, but that, of course, is not what happened. So like I said, it's just kind of weird how this uh, this defense, it feels like it's playing well, but also giving up 27 points to a Cardinals team. Uh, led by Colt McCoy, is obviously not super good. The offense, though, not giving the defense any favors here, although the defense still struggling to get turnovers. Um, would definitely like to see that uh, get flipped around because uh, obviously no turnovers. Uh, since the end of week two, this team's only gotten one turnover. So uh, that is definitely something that we we just need to start seeing. Uh, it's simple, simple as that. Just got to be able to get some turnovers. But like I said, the offense definitely not helping the defense out at all. Cam Akers was the Rams' leading rusher with just 22 yards on the ground. Hendo had 21. Higby, the Rams' leading receiver with only 73 yards. Wolford did have some plays where he looked uh, okay, but ultimately I think he showed us all exactly why he's a backup. And this is exactly kind of what I was thinking of uh, going into the game. Of Obviously, I wanted to see Stafford play, not Wolford or Perkins. Simply because uh, Matthew Stafford is a very talented quarterback. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winner. He's obviously very good at his position and not to just like crap on these guys at all or anything like that, but they're they're blatantly not as good as Matthew Stafford. And that's exactly what we saw. So, um, of course, I would have liked to have seen Perkins play, but it's also not my call. And I'm just here to root for 
whoever is uh, playing. But Wolford, I think he showed us why he's our backup. Uh, it's fine to have him in for a game or two here and there, but uh, for him to be a full-time starter, I think would be uh, quite a stretch. And I know some fans do want to see that, but I think based on the, the things that we've seen, he also scored his first touchdown. Um, so, I mean, it's cool to see. Um, I, I People say garbage time. I kind of tend to disagree with that, especially we'll talk about that touchdown here in a little bit. But um, yeah, Wolford, I think just showed us why he doesn't get the start and why, you know, even though he was here with Jared Goff, that, that this team still wasn't like, well, we got Wolford. Like they still went and got Matthew Stafford instead. So I think it's uh, it's important to know that kind of stuff. Of course, uh, obviously, the big news here, uh, the injuries continue for the Rams. And I had kind of been uh, hanging my hat on the fact that we were losing guys that were not our superstars. But that now has changed as wide receiver Cooper Cup does go on to IR uh, with that ankle injury. So he'll at least miss four weeks. I would anticipate it being more based on the the knowledge that we know of that high ankle sprain and the surgery that he's happening. Usually that's more than a, a four week injury. So obviously Cooper Cup, he's barely human. So who knows? Um, but um, he is on IR now, so he is going to be out for at least a little while. We also lose Alaric Jackson, who had come in um, for Joe Noteboom at that left tackle spot, was playing well, uh, but now we have lost him uh, for the season. He's experiencing some blood clots. So uh, it's not only some weird injuries on the offensive line about just everybody getting hurt right now, except for Havenstein. He's the only guy that has not been hurt on the Rams offensive line this year. Uh, but it's also guys getting and going down with things that are terrible, like uh, David Edwards going down with those concussion issues. And he's just feeling foggy and just I mean, a concussion usually doesn't land you on IR. And that's exactly what happened with Edwards. And now we hear that our our backup left tackle is experiencing blood clots. And now now he's got to be out for the year. And uh, initially, obviously, our thoughts are go go to football. This is, I mean, a football related show where we watch because uh, we love this game. but. It's also we like so immediately our thoughts are like, oh, no, like we we just lost another guy. But then my thoughts immediately follow that with like, but I hope these guys are OK. Like it's like that's those are big deals. You know, like if if your your uncle called you and told told you that he's dealing with this kind of stuff, you'd be like, holy crap, man. Like it's like a big, big deal. So first and foremost, I hope that these guys are just OK, like football we can get other guys to play football, you know, like hopefully these guys are just they're They're going to be okay. Long-term also, we lose Chandler Brewer. So injuries just mounting up and uh, the Rams offensive line is absolutely ripped to shreds right now. Of course, we, you know, we get Coleman back, we get Brian Allen back, stuff like that, but then other guys go down and it's just been an absolute mess. We are going to see another starting offensive line uh, going into this next week. Uh, we can't seem to just get a back-to-back offensive line uh, from week to week. So it's unfortunate. And then also Stafford is still in concussion protocol. Of course, by the time you hear this or see this, that might have changed. Uh, but based on recording time on Wednesday morning, uh, he is still in concussion protocol. And we don't know if he's going to be playing against the New Orleans Saints. And again, it's one of those things that uh, first and foremost, you got to make sure that the human under that helmet is OK. Um, but. Uh, hopefully we see him. Um, so hopefully we see him this week. And uh, if not, hopefully that he's just going to be all right. Um, so, I mean, all that being said, I mean, it's it's just not our season and and that's OK. Uh, we're, we're just getting beat up. We've lost three straight now. Uh, it's just it's just not going our way. Um, there's a difference, though, between being critical of our team and just straight up trashing our team, though. 
Um, and one of those I'm not cool with. I think that I, I'm, I've been critical of different things. I've been critical of this defense at times. I've been critical of this offense at times. I've been critical of Taylor Rapp, Raheem Morris, Tutu Outwell. I've been critical of these guys, but never once have I just straight trashed them and just, just tried to essentially just try to like hurt some feelings or something like that. That has not ever been the case for myself. So uh, it's unfortunate to see uh, this happen with fans. And I will say that like there's a difference between criticizing and trashing one. I'm not cool with, but if you're using like hashtag F Wolford, I- I'm not down with that. And um, uh, I can't relate to those fans. I can't get on board with those fans. We are, we watch this team very differently because I'm here just rooting for the best outcome. Um, it doesn't always happen. Of course, we've lost three straight but I'm never going to just straight up attack some of our players. Um, and it's unfortunate too. I'm not, I'm not here to name names. That's not, that's not what I'm about. And I've, I have since talked to this person uh, in a more uh, calm setting <laughs> because I was commenting on a post that, that had hashtag F Wolford. And it was like, I can't believe that you are considered to be a role model fan and you take this approach and then that was defended. Other people came in and defended the post and said like, Hey man, you're good. You're just being critical." And I, I disagree with that. I absolutely disagree. Um, bashing this team is not being critical saying like, I wish this defense was more aggressive. I feel like that's being critical, a, a good, honest shot at Raheem Morris that doesn't actually hurt anybody. Uh, but it's just a whole different approach. Um, so one of these fan bases are like one of these things I'm, I'm okay with, but I, I'm here to kind of say, I, this team can lose the rest of the games. I'm still going to be here doing Ram showcase episodes. Um, I get being mad. I, I get being upset. I get being, you know, wishing that this team would, would do better, but going after and attacking the players is definitely, I don't think the, the correct route, um, to be uh, going. And uh, I'm not here to tell you how to be a fan because inherently that can't be wrong. You can't be wrong in how you represent your fandom of a football team. It can't be wrong just because I want to sit here and say that we could lose every game and I'll still be here rocking all my gear. That does not necessarily mean that you have to be the same way. It's cool. And I like when people support when things are, are bad, um, but that's the whole point is I feel like when it, it's it's so easy to be a cool and fun and interactive fan when everything's going great and the Rams are winning the Super Bowl. But that can't happen every single year. We got 31 other fan bases who wish that they were in the position that the Rams were in just months ago winning the Super Bowl. Uh, so, I mean, it's who you are, though, like as the fan, when when. We are in a three-game losing streak, and the offense isn't getting anything done. The defense is giving up 27 points to Colt McCoy. I feel like that's who you are as a fan. You know, like me rocking all my gear now is that—that's me being like back into just fandom of being a Rams fan. It's not—I'm not a fan of the Rams because they were good. I'm just a fan of this team. I love this team. Like that's—it's the probably the biggest part of my personality, and I'm okay with that. When people think of me or they think of the Rams, I get told all the time. The anytime I hear about the Rams, I think of you. And that's, that's awesome. I love that. I absolutely love that. But it's, it's times like these that make that even a true thing that when the Rams are doing terrible, winning one game in 2009, and I'm still wearing my Jersey in week 17, then like that, that's why people think of me when they think of the Rams. And I absolutely love that. But again, however you want to be a fan is absolutely okay with me. That's totally fine. However you want to do it, but it's okay to be bad for a little bit. It's okay that this team is losing a few games. 
it's fine because what happens it like what what do you want out of complaining are you just trying to get stuff off your chest because that's one thing that is absolutely one thing if you just need to vent it out and get it all out there just know that social media and stuff like that it's public and other people can see that like <laughs> all the the complaints and like the real venting that i do is in a private forum in like in person with just like my friends or something like that or in like a a private thread that's where i get that that stuff out and i've Again, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but I explore, uh, I implore you to do kind of at least the same similar kind of things, but you are who you are when uh, times get tough. It's easy to be fun and exciting when everything is great, but how do you respond to those things when, uh, when things are going terrible? I, I, I think it's very important. I will say this, um, my numbers on Ram Showcase have dropped pretty steadily over these last few weeks, um, uh, over this season, really. Uh, my my numbers great going into the Super Bowl, my Super Bowl preview episode, one of my biggest ones. Um, but right now I'm seeing that steady decline every single week. I feel like I'm getting less plays and that is OK with me. That is absolutely fine with me for a few reasons. One of those reasons being that um, I do Ram Showcase for me. Uh, it's awesome that I get people to watch and hang out with me and interact with me and have conversations about the Rams. But I was just unloading this information onto my friends and family and, and coworkers, and they did not care at all. So I needed an outlet. And for me being the fan of the Rams that I am and keep it, keep it right here. There's a, the first and foremost, I am a, just a fan of the Rams. I am of course, uh, some kind of media person in general. Um, but first and foremost, I'm just a fan of this team. I just like the Rams and this is my outlet of just expressing my fandom of a, of a football team Ram showcase. That's all it is. It's my outlet to talk about the Los Angeles Rams. The second reason that that is okay with me is uh, that also means that the people who are still clicking play on these, those are more of the hardcore fans. Those are more of the fans that like to dig in deep to the, to the inner workings of stuff, not just talk about Matthew Stafford and Cooper cups, triple crown race and stuff like that. We can get into the beef now and you know what? Those kind of fans, fans that are watching this episode right now after a three game losing streak going into a game against the Saints who are also not that good. You know what? Y'all are my people. And I'm I'm stoked that you're here right now because this is this is what it's kind of all about. So now I feel like we can really start talking some Rams football, getting back to what Rams showcase has been and has always been instead of this whole like we can stop that whole like puffy chest. We're the best kind of attitude. We can get back to just talking Rams football. Getting back to it, we're gonna lose some games. We're gonna win some games. Maybe we sit. Maybe we're gonna win some games that we shouldn't. Maybe we're gonna lose some games that we shouldn't. Maybe we make the playoffs. Maybe we don't. Maybe next year's gonna be a better season than this. Who knows? Who knows? All I know is that ten years from now, this entire roster and coaching staff is gonna be different. So it's fine. Like players, coaches come and go. The Rams are forever. So let's just enjoy what we've got while we've got it. And you know what? Like I said, we we. We now can get back into just Rams football and then just having a good conversation because getting angry about what is going on right now, what does that actually help? Getting mad at the players or coaches, what does it do for anybody? We don't control the outcome of the game. I'm here just to tell you the story about the, the LA Rams. Your opinion and my opinion are equal to nothing at all. The garbage in my bathroom right now is exactly what our opinions are equal to. It doesn't mean anything except for to you. My opinion is really only only relevant to myself and just like yours with you. But 
that also that's the whole point is we don't control anything. And so having an opinion about um, this, this player is bad. This player, like I'd rather see this player. Okay. That's all. That's like, that was the only response that I have for you is cool. Like, like, Oh, I want Perkins to start over Wolford. Sweet. Okay, but uh, he didn't. So let's go Wolford. You know, ah, woo, let's go Wolf. Um, it's it just being upset about all this stuff. Just does, it doesn't do anything. Me thinking that Taylor Rapp should play less that doesn't help. Uh, me thinking that Perkins would have been a better start over Wolford that doesn't help anything. Me criticizing Raheem Morris that doesn't help anything. Me complaining about all this all the injuries that the Rams have had this year that doesn't help anything. Um, the only thing that I can do that Joe can do is tell you the story of the Los Angeles Rams. And that's what I'm here to do. Luckily for me and for people who are going to continue watching Ram showcase or listening to Ram showcase, uh, the story never actually ends. Like we won the Super Bowl, and it was like, all right, off season, like let's go to the draft and let's go, let's keep it moving. You know, that's just how football works. And it's, fun from that. That part is fun for me. It's never ending. It, it, it doesn't actually come to an end. And the story of the Rams is already kind of nuts. Like it's, it's so much fun to dig into the story of this Rams. The quickest version that I have for you, I tried to, to condense this as much as I could, but the quickest version of the story of the Rams that I could formulate was simple. It's the, this is a team that started in Cleveland named after Fordham college. It was, they were the Fordham Rams. Uh, college team that that's that's what this team uh, got their name from they moved to LA in 46 became the first professional sports team on the west coast they were always kind of an NFL staple always an, an important uh, franchise in the league but never one of the the most winning like uh, even to catch up to some of the most winning teams that even have started after us uh, we'd have to go on quite a crazy run for the next few years to be in the conversation of like now we've won as many times as they have kind of thing. Of course, a championship in Cleveland, championship in L.A., Super Bowl in St. Louis, and now Super Bowl in Los Angeles. So only team to win championships in three cities, but only the two Super Bowls. But like, so the Rams in, in 46 in, in L.A. moved to St. Louis in 95, bad for a couple of years, then end up becoming really good, greatest show on turf, win a Super Bowl, go to another, and then kind of fall apart after that. And then just kind of became like what I like to what I always refer to as like the little brother of the NFL. You'd win a game and every other fan base is like, hey, way to go. Like you, you got them. Nailed it. Good job. Next week, though, you're going like, you know, it's, it was just not going to be good. So then this team moves back to Los Angeles, obviously 2016. That was a bad year, but it was kind of like, you know, gold horn, stuff like that. You shed the gold horn the year after you hire McVay. And it's been pretty awesome since this has been like the most adversity we've hit since 2017 that's a pretty sick five-year run especially for us fans who have been around for a while so that is like the fastest version of this story that i can give you but also I, that's all to say that this current era the mcveigh return to la early 20s era it it's it still exists right now like we have some incredible players on this team right now it's been a blast we have just like we have an incredible coach. We have an incredible roster. We have an awesome stadium. Our uniforms are like we're having fun still. I'm still having fun. I don't know about I don't know about you, but it's just fun. And I would say that this this skid, this little three game slide has kind of reminded me of why I like to cover this team. And it's less about like we are the best and you guys ain't crap and like you, you can't beat us and we're better than you and ring me and do all this stuff. But it kind of like 
pulled it back for me a little bit of like, okay, well, we're not invincible just because we won the Super Bowl last year. Like that doesn't promise us anything now. Like that doesn't help us in week 11 going against the Saints. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't actually help us going into this game, although we're just still in this era. And yeah, we are still the reigning champions. Uh, but I started covering this team 2014. Uh, so it was back in St. Louis that I started covering this team and obviously weren't very good, weren't good for a few years. We also just, like I said, just won the Super Bowl. We are literally reigning champs right now. I don't know how we've already kind of forgotten about that, but I cover this team because it's fun for me. Um, it's not uh, just about the winning of it. And so obviously winning is more fun, but losing is not going to make me not a Rams fan. I say that all the time. Um, we're also still in a pretty up time right now. I will always cover this team through the ups and the downs. Um, I'm, I'm just always going to be here for that. So, uh, we're still in what I consider an up in the season. We're in a down, but we're, we're ultimately this era that we're in is, is still going fine. That 2019 season too, like I was not a playoff year, but it's still in this era and, uh, still decent. But like I said, like we're dealing with. Sean McVay might be the best Rams coach of all time. We might have right now the best coach this team has ever seen. We still we still have one of two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks this franchise has ever had. We still have him on our roster. We have the guy who just won the triple crown offensive player of the year and Super Bowl MVP. Only the second wide receiver in NFL history to do that. The other one being Jerry Rice, and it was not in the same year. So last year's Cooper Cup season might be the best wide receiver season in the history of the NFL. He's still here. I know he's hurt right now, but he's still here. He's still on our roster. We have maybe the best defensive player this generation has ever seen. And he's still here on our roster. He's a first ballot hall of famer. He's going to get all of the votes. <laughs> like he, and we still have him. He's still playing. He's going to play this weekend. We can still watch him. So I don't know. It's still fun for me. I don't think it's time to go on the attack. Um, I don't think it's time to just rip everybody apart because of, uh, of a little bit of a skid here. Um, but hey, if, even if this skid continues, uh, I'm here just to be a Rams fan and just to uh, support this team. It's no matter how this team does win or lose. I mean, it's one of those things. I know it's corny to say, but like win or lose, I'm kind of I'm, I'm in it like I'm here. But like, look at me. Look at all this. <laughs> like, I'm not just it's not over. Like, it's never over. It's not just um, going to be gone for me. So um, it's you know what? When this team does well, it's easy to pick out small things to complain about. And I got I got caught in that as well. I was ripping guys like Rap and Raheem and Tutu and stuff like that, um, even when we were playing well, uh, winning games and stuff. So um, I got caught in it as well. So that's kind of my bad. And I'm taking a new approach on this uh, moving forward. So um, I, I found something to complain about even when things were great. And that I, I'm not that kind of guy. Like. I kind of had to remind myself of like, okay, that's not, that's not what we're about here. I kind of got caught into a few different things and like little mind traps and like social media and stuff like that. So just know I'm going back to my, my normal Ram showcase Sheriff Joe bags mentality here. And uh, we're just here to have a good time and enjoy this team. So with all of that being said, my whole rant there uh, with all of that being said, this probably is not a playoff team this year. It's definitely not over, but it would be, it's an uphill battle if uh, this team's going to make the playoffs. Um, so it's getting more and more unlikely as the the weeks go on and not simply because of losing, but also because of the injuries that we are experiencing. So let's just have some fun with it. Let's talk about some milestones. Let's talk about the matchups the rest of the season and um, and then head into the offseason. We'll get everything going there. We'll talk draft stuff. We'll talk free agency, of course, and it'll be fun. And then we'll get back to it next year and it'll be a, a fun time. And maybe that'll be better. But 
some milestones, some longest tenured Rams. Uh, this is going to be Aaron Donald's 137th regular season game as a Ram. He was, he's, of course, spent his entire time, uh, his entire NFL career with the Rams. Rob Havenstein, uh, one of two, uh, Aaron Donald being the other, St. Louis Rams remaining on this roster. He will be playing in his 109th uh, regular season game and Tyler Higby's 103rd. The reason I had brought up uh, that touchdown, Van Jefferson's touchdown, not being garbage time, in my opinion, um, I know in the situation you could classify it as that. But the reason that I don't is because it was John Wolford's first career touchdown. It was also Van Jefferson's first touchdown being back uh, in the NFL. So uh, after his injury, so um, uh, him talking about how it got his confidence back. I think that that was really cool to see. Um, so I'm excited to see what that means for him, it, like leading into the rest of the season. And now with that confidence being back, per his, his words is the injury to cup. Is it really just Van Jefferson's time to shine right now? You know, like that's kind of where my brain goes with it is like, is he just going to light it up right now? Like that cup, that, that injury to cup is like, it, it kind of raises a lot of questions of, uh, because he was such a big part of the, the Rams offense going out throughout this season. Um, like we kind of talked about his numbers and where he was sitting at, but, um, oh, we haven't yet actually. Uh, but the, just the fact of he's been so important to this, to this Rams offense, like who is going to be the one to step up Van Jefferson, literally getting a, a catch where he says he got his confidence back and it just felt so good for him to get into the end zone. Like now is that. Is that going to be him? Is a guy like Lance McCutcheon finally going to get some some not just active time, but playing time and actually get out onto the field? Is now Tutu Atwell going to be back to being active as um excuse me, he was not uh he was not active again last week. So is it a position where he can come in and and maybe participate in more jet sweeps now and just kind of get more involved, get some real life practice reps, not practice because it's actual game reps. Uh, but actually get out there on the field and try to get into some kind of rhythm. And, and, and hopefully that if I have to pick out a silver lining of a, of a Cooper cup injury, it's, it's hopefully that this means that the other guys get a chance to progress in their careers, such as a two, two out. Well, such as a Lance McCutcheon, maybe they, maybe they do come in and, uh, and uh, get some more action going, but Cooper cup. I mean, he gets at the time he gets injured. He's second in, in receptions tied for uh, second in the, in the NFL in longest touchdown reception with 75 yards, uh, third in yards after catch fifth in receiving yards tied for fifth in receiving touchdowns tied for fifth in receiving first down. So he's obviously up there and he's already known as uh, a top five Rams wide receiver of all time. According to every major statistic, he's already in that conversation. So he was obviously um, quite the uh, important piece of this Rams offense this season. So hopefully somebody else can come in and and take away some of that uh, some of that production. And or if it can be evenly spread out <laughs> amongst a bunch of people, that would be super cool. But um, with with that production now gone and on the bench with Cooper Cup being hurt, where does it come from? Is Van Jefferson the guy um, that he's been in this offense for a little while now? He kind of knows how everything works. And now he probably is maybe the most talented. Allen Robinson obviously has to be in that conversation as well. Maybe this is a time where he really turns a corner for the Rams offense and gets going. Is it going to be a Tyler Higby who's been around for so long that um, like uh, he's the second longest tenured offensive player for this team and has the most interaction with uh, with guys like Stafford and stuff. So maybe it's a uh, 
Maybe it's a Tyler Higby. And again, maybe it's one of those other guys. Maybe it's Sko. Maybe Sko absolutely lights it up the rest of this year. Maybe Kutch, maybe Tutu. So uh, we have a lot of options here, um, but either way, that's obviously extremely difficult production to replace with Cooper Cup going down, uh, which is extremely unfortunate. But um, you know what? It's uh, it's football. It is a very it's not just a contact sport. It is a very violent sport. And uh, for that reason, uh, injuries will happen and uh, it's hard to get too emotional about injuries considering every team does deal with them. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's an unfortunate part of the game, but it is part of the game. Uh, so we just got to deal with it and move on. And that's kind of the whole point of other NFL players. Like these are all very talented guys. Obviously cup is a different level of talent, but um, if we can get some, somebody to maybe break out, then, Hey, then, then it's worth it. You know, like what if we get at the end of uh it, like at the by the end of the year, we're like, holy crap, Lance McCutcheon is a star, you know, like that could be a thing that happens. So let's just kind of see how it unfolds. It's no it's no time to be waving white flags, even though this team probably isn't a playoff team, like I said, but it's no time to just be like, well, everything sucks and I hate happiness. So, I mean, just it's it's we're here. All right. <laughs> let's just watch the Rams play and it's going to be a fun time. And yeah. That's that's my story. <laughs> Ram Showcase does have T-shirts. I want to just express a little bit that how much it means to me every time a Ram Showcase T-shirt is purchased because it does help out the show quite a bit. Um, uh, instructions on how to order. You can uh, email directly to AJ, aj.rsgear at gmail.com. You can let him know your size and what style you want. Uh, we have three different styles in or two different styles in three different colors. We have a royal, a black, and of course a bone uh, because bone absolutely rules. I know that the Rams are kind of phasing it out just a touch, um, but uh, I, that's still my favorite. Um, so uh, they are awesome, though. They help out the show quite a bit, like I said, and you'll look so cool. That's the important part. 25 bucks a piece and um, super easy to order. Just like I said, reach out to AJ directly. Have a conversation with him. Let him know your size and uh, which one you are looking for. Also, if you would like to have your chance at scoring a free Ram Showcase t-shirt before the game, I do a live stream on Facebook and YouTube. If you, uh, during the live stream, if you can correctly predict the score of the Rams game, then uh, you score yourself a free Ram Showcase t-shirt. You just got to let me know your size and which one you want. Uh, and then that information gets to AJ and then you get yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt. With the Rams heading down to New Orleans and uh, that game happens on Sunday. We've got your full game preview next on Ram Showcase. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back into Ram Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. The Los Angeles Rams head down to New Orleans to take on the Saints. That game happens on Sunday. Rams only early game of the season. So for that, I am grateful, but I am not grateful that we have any at all, especially now that I work nights. This is uh, not fun. I'm off pretty late on Saturdays, uh, but that'll be OK. Uh, still plenty enough time to uh, to get some sleep in and uh, get up and get ready and uh, go watch the Rams beat up on the Saints. This game kicks off at 10 a.m. L.A. time. From the Caesars Superdome. This will be televised on Fox. Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma on the call. Of course, we got Shannon Spake on the sideline as well. Your distribution map going to be put up here. Um, the Rams are going to be shown in green areas. There's not a large area for the Rams. Fox also does get the single this week. Uh, it's not a doubleheader on Fox. That is uh, going to CBS. So 
we're competing not only with the early games, but also with the late games. So that is your explanation of uh, why it's not that large of an area, just that little green zones, really just localized um, for each team. Uh, so really what we're looking for in this game, obviously, the these are two teams that are uh, not necessarily in positions that they would like to be in. Uh, so for the Rams, obviously, we're just kind of battling through so many different things right now. And we're looking for anybody to to really be a spark, especially on the offensive side, where uh, it's been a struggle to have anybody really lighting it up outside of Cup. And now that he's out with an injury, uh, who is going to be the guy to really that this team can kind of lean on a little bit? You would hope it's going to be Matthew Stafford, but we'll see how his week progresses with the concussion protocol. Um, but and then also the defense where we feel pretty good about this defense, but uh, it seems like the the turnovers obviously are a problem. We're not getting as many as we should be getting, I think, uh, based on the players that we have. But uh, the the scheme feels kind of soft and, and very allowing them to do what they want. But it's also working in a sense where we're not giving up a lot of yards. We're really good against like um, in the red zone, stuff like that. But not getting turnovers and giving up, you know, like 27 points to a Colt McCoy led Cardinals offense. Obviously there's something weird going on there. So, um, but the defense, like I said, like there's, there's good things happening here. We have the fewest missed tackles against the run. That's pretty awesome. The second uh, we're second in first downs given up. We're second in success, successful play rate on defensive rushes. So when the Rams are blitzing, we're doing a very good job there. Uh, we're second in rushing first yard uh, first downs allowed. Uh, so obviously their teams are struggling to get the, the ground game rolling on us. We're fourth against the run in the NFL third and fewest missed tackles in general, not just on the, on the ground, but uh, so that also speaks to our secondary uh, wrapping up uh, once, once players catch the ball. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is tied for second in the NFL and pass breakups. Rams also fewest total penalties this season uh, in the second fewest in yards. Uh, the first in yards would be the Bengals and second behind the Rams in total penalties is also the Bengals. So we're uh, kind of battling right there. But uh, so this defense is playing well, but also the lack of turnovers is uh, is a problem, especially. I mean, we can blame either side if we want to. I mean, either way, it's a team effort. It's always a team effort. The offense not doing a whole lot to help this uh, this defense out. Uh, obviously, we had like the turnover last week where a decent return on it. So short field and stuff. Um, but also knowing that your offense is playing poorly i mean wouldn't it be pretty nice to maybe score yourself uh the rams have not done that on defense this year uh or just get some turnovers where you can kind of put them in a good spot i feel like every one of the rams drives uh i should have probably looked up this information but like i feel like the the rams starting position starting field position is probably way back um, where most teams are probably not in that same exact position, considering they're getting more turnovers since the end of week three, since week where week two ended. So week three until now, the Rams have one turnover and that is from Nick Scott, uh, basically sealing the game against the Panthers. That is the only turnover that the Rams have gotten since then. So to force some more turnovers, give this offense the ball at the 30 or something, you know, just to put them in a position where like we can start the drive being like, all right, we got three at least, but let's see if we can go get seven. That kind of connection is being completely missed right now. So I know everybody wants to be right about what's wrong. And I don't understand that mindset. Like I've been critical of the defense, but what does it help for me to know that the defense, like giving up 27 points to the Cardinals, what do I get? I get to now be like, ha ha, like, <laughs> 
It doesn't help anybody, uh, but also the people that are like, this offense isn't moving the ball. What do they get to do now that they're like, our leading rusher had 22 yards last week. What do they get to do? They get to do the aha. Like, okay, congratulations. That's, we still lost. Like it's, it doesn't help anybody. Uh, pointing out what is going bad is not a solution. That is my point. Pointing out that one position group or this player or this side of the ball or this coach is not doing well. That's not a solution. You're just saying, here is the problem, but I have zero fixes. You do that in a work meeting, <laughs> you're going to get run out of that place. All right. So uh, I have no solutions because I am not in the building. <laughs> uh, so that's why my criticisms are dropping way down. All right. So I don't know what to, what the team needs to do to win. I have no idea. <laughs> I have my own ideas, but also when I'm sitting out here in Colorado drinking beers, yelling at a TV while watching the game, like I have no outcome. There's there's nothing that I can do or say to change anything. So I'm just here to enjoy uh, whatever I can. So um, some players on this uh, for this team. So on this on the Saints side, their pass rush specialist who's a coach, uh, Brian Young, did play for the Rams of 2000 to 2003. So we can absolutely blame him for the Rams Super Bowl loss. I feel like that that's reasonable. Also, senior defensive assistant Peter Guinta coached in St. Louis uh, with the Rams uh, 97 to 2000. So he actually helped the Rams in one uh, one case. Uh, on the Saints uh, side, or for the Rams side, excuse me, former Saints, uh, defensive back Grant Haley played for the Saints. Uh, that was... Uh, a little, a few years ago, also uh, 2020, um, offensive lineman Ty Inseki. He played for the Saints in 2014, and the Rams defensive assistant assistant Lance Schulters. He did play for the Saints in uh, 2008. Some other kind of cool connections. Uh, we can kind of date back to college on a few of these. Uh, Saints tight end JP Holtz. He did play at Pitt with Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald. Uh, running back Alvin Kamara and Ashawn Robinson, they played together at Bama. Uh, Saints quarterback Jameis Winston played at Florida State with Jalen Ramsey, so they definitely have that connection there. Uh, probably at least decent friends, if I had to guess, or at least acquaintances, if I had to guess. I don't know their friendship life. I don't. I don't know. Um, special teams coach uh, Joe DeCamillis, De, De or is it DeCamillis? I think DeCamillis is the uh, is the right way. Uh, but also yeah, inside linebacker coach Chris Beak and senior offensive assistant Greg Olson. They have all worked under uh, Dennis Allen uh, and when Allen was a head coach. So Joe and Chris, uh, they they coached under Dennis Allen as a head coach in Atlanta. And Greg Olson uh, was on the staff in Oakland. So at least we've got three coaches who really know how, how a, Del a Dennis Allen team is run. So hopefully that gives us uh, any kind of leg up in any position the history of this matchup here, the Rams do lead the all-time series 43, 30, uh, 43 and 34, making this the 78th meeting of all time. Uh, the, re the last regular season game between these two came, it was uh, September of 2019. The Rams did win that one 27 to 9. That was that, um, that NFC Championship rematch. Uh, the Rams now have one two straight against the, the Saints with that NFC Championship game being that other one. Obviously, lots of uh, interesting tidbits and emotions tied to that NFC Championship game with Nikhil Roby Coleman absolutely wrecking the soul of, uh, what was it, Tommy Lee something. I don't remember his last name. That's my bad. But 
uh, just absolutely wrecked his soul and uh, there was no penalty on it. And then the Rams, of course, do go on to uh, the Super Bowl. So uh, we know that there was a lot of uh, uh, things with that, um, but obviously penalties happen. Penalties don't happen. Uh, we've gotten calls on our side, that being one of them. We've also gotten some where they were not on our side at all. I want to say it was Eugene Sims who had that that pinky graze on Tony Romo's helmet and it was called for uh, for roughing the passer. and. Maybe different situations. Obviously, we're dealing regular season in NFC Championship game in in late fourth quarter. But um, either way, uh, teams get calls. Teams don't get calls. It it goes both ways. Everybody gets them. Uh, The Rams are three and two against the Saints since returning to Los Angeles. And each team has only shut out the other one time. The Rams shut out in 86. The Saints shut out in 74. Obviously, these teams uh have played a uh, plenty of games together, uh, former division rivals, of course. So let's take a look at the matchup of this one with the Rams offense against the Saints defense. The Rams 31st ranked offense, really struggling to get the, the ground game moving, uh, but just really just having a hard time on offense. We're dealing with the top 12 defense for the New Orleans Saints as they are sixth against the pass, a position where the Rams are ranking 21st. Dead last for the Rams running the football as they have now been passed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the 22nd ranked pass or uh, excuse me, run defense of the Saints and points being put up the Rams about 16 and a half. That is uh, close to the bottom of the NFL, uh, but the Saints giving up uh, almost 25 a game, which is uh, tied for 25th in the NFL. So pretty close to the bottom there as well. So obviously the Rams offense just lost its number one target. So who steps up? In the absence of Cooper Cup, um, is it Stafford? Is Stafford the guy that kind of carries this team throughout the rest of the season? Is Stafford going to play? If Stafford doesn't play, are the Rams going to legitimately consider starting Bryce Perkins over John Wolford? Um, Because I think that that absolutely needs to be at least a conversation that Perkins should be getting some time instead of Wolford. I was honestly surprised to see packages for Perkins. But I also kind of hated the way that it all happened because it kind of felt like when Perkins came in that uh, the Cardinals were able to just blitz the the hell out of us and and stop the run because it's pretty much exactly what we were trying to do uh, the second that Perkins was in the game. So obviously he did have one pass, but I would like to see Perkins just get the start if uh, if Stafford cannot go. I would obviously like to see Stafford instead of anybody else at this at this point, but um, I. Perkins, the way that Perkins has kind of had this aura about him of just like confidence and he's he's definitely a fan favorite, uh, especially considering what he's been able to do in, in the preseason the last few years. Uh, but the Wolf Au has just he's just not performing the way that we kind of would hope. And he's a backup. So you got to kind of limit your expectations to a certain extent. Uh, but I think that Perkins would be a reasonable start over Wolford based on what we saw last week against a Cardinals team that is not great. So uh, I think it's worth it to see if Perkins could be the guy if Stafford uh, cannot go. Uh, but injuries, of course, blast the Rams offensive line again. So no matter who's back there, they're going to be running for their life. Protection is going to be very hard to come by. And I wouldn't expect a big run game explosion uh, in this matchup with what will likely again be just a, a, a mess of an offensive line to see who's going to be playing. Uh, we'll probably see a guy like Bobby Evans back in there uh, who has not been playing well, but who I like. So hopefully he can kind of turn that around because he hasn't been been playing well this season. Um, so 
it's going to be uh, a, probably a, a tough, low-scoring game, but hopefully the defense can uh, can carry their side. We'll get to that in a second. But this Rams offense, we just need somebody to be the spark and somebody to kind of just everybody can now kind of, I think, take a step back and be like, okay, holy crap. We just, we're not been playing well on offense. We just lost our number one target. Like, let's let's breathe and let's just figure this out. Simplify and move forward. So that's what we're looking at here. My three to C is uh, going to be quarterback. Uh, Robinson and the offensive line. So quarterback, whoever is playing quarterback, can they just get the, get the Rams in a reasonable third down position? So a third and short and then convert those. That's really all I'm looking for in this game. It's going to be hard to have my expectations super high uh, throughout the rest of the season. I just want to get, I want to see third and four and let's hit a slant. <laughs> like, is that too much to ask for? It it might be, but like, like, can we just see that kind of that, that like 2010 Rams offense under Bradford. Can we see that kind of thing go on? And I realized that wasn't a playoff year. It was close to a playoff year, but it wasn't. But like, can we just see like just this team just kind of march on down? Is somebody going to be able to step up at running back? Kyron Williams looked good, but also that was the end of the game. Of course, like that was how he looked. He was fresh. The defense was tired. It was a long day. They were probably, they, the game was pretty much over. So obviously he's going to look decent there. So can he come in and be a spark uh, on the ground? Uh, who's going to step up at uh, at all? Um, which brings us to Allen Robinson. Is This is the perfect time for him to finally step up and become a very important piece of this Rams offense. We have not yet seen it, but this is the perfect game for him to do that in. It's against a bad opponent, the New Orleans Saints. We're coming off a three-game uh, th- three losing streak, and we also just lost Cooper Cup. It's the time for him to, if he's going to do it, it's, it's now it's, it's, it's now where it probably isn't there. That's, that's basically how I feel about Allen Robinson entering this final stretch of the season. And really the second half of the season here is if, if he can't put it together now, it's probably just not there. That's all. And then the offensive line, can we hold individual assignments? Obviously it's going to be very difficult to, uh, to get a uh, very creative on the offensive line. I would assume that with uh, with the the injuries that we have there, that's why we're not doing a lot of the jet sweeps because a lot of the communication has to be very. It's very important. So when you're mixing up guys all the time, I'm guessing that that's why we're seeing a lot less of that. So uh, can we just hold individual assignments? Can we just get some zone runs going, maybe, and just because just lock onto your guy in the pass protection and just block that guy and just worry about that. And then just get rid of the ball fast. Like it's going to be a, a pretty, in my opinion, a pretty toned down offense uh, for these ne- next few weeks while we kind of get it back into a rhythm. We got the Saints though, and then the Chiefs. So it's going to be, uh, that's going to be, it's going to be a tough stretch. We have tough games still c- to to come, but it's fine. Uh, let's see here. Let's flip to the other side. We got the Saints offense versus the Rams defense. The Saints offense surprisingly ranking top ten. I did not expect that. The Rams defense though sitting at number four in total yards given up. Passing the ball, this is where the Saints are doing pretty solid. Uh, another top 10 spot, number nine. Uh, the Rams are 17th against the pass. Running the football, the Rams are fourth in stopping the run. Uh, the Saints, that's kind of where they don't have as much success, but they also use their screens as an extension of their run game, which go into their passing stats. Uh, so that's why they rank 15th on the ground. And then points being scored, the Rams uh, 22.2, that's 18th in the NFL, and 22.2 for the Saints offense. That is tied for 16th. So uh, I think it's clear that the Saints are going to score 22.2 points in this game uh, per averages. That's exactly what we're going to see here. Um, But if we also look at the averages on the other side there, so we would be looking at like a 20, 
like a 20 to 22 game if we only looked at averages on uh, what people are scoring. But this matchup here, the, the, the Rams defense versus that Saints offense, this is the best offense, statistically speaking, uh, numbers wise that the Rams have faced since week one when they hosted the Buffalo Bills on the season kickoff games. Since the end of week two, I had kind of talked about this as well. This team has only one turnover, and that was Nick Scott sealing the game against the Carolina Panthers right before the bye week, uh, which was also the Rams' most recent win. So he sealed that game with that pick at the end, but the Rams have not been able to get turnovers. And that is like, it's one of those things too. Like you see it in uh, the game against the Cardinals where the Rams make it a decently close game there at one point. It's like a seven point game. And then the the Cardinals fumble, but catch it right away. You know, it's like that kind of stuff has been happening to the Rams all year. Like what was it a few weeks ago where the, the fumble goes and lands in the lap of a guy on the ground for the other team. And it's like, okay, obviously <laughs> like it just, that's all of these. It's just not our year. Like it's, that's, that's the best way that I can say it. this. The 2022 NFL season is not a story about the LA Rams. That's, the best way that I can kind of put it in the most simple way. But uh, my three to see for this matchup here is going to be Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and then other CBs. So just every other cornerback on the team that's not Ramsey, but Ramsey also is one for Ramsey. Uh, I'll say this hearing Jalen Ramsey talk in his press conference about in defending Raheem. My very, my, like my first thought is like, does does Jalen watch Ram showcase? Like, <laughs> like he almost like, it felt like he was like responding directly to my criticisms over he Morris, which is hilarious. I don't think that Jalen watches me. If he did, that's sick. That's super cool. What's up, Jalen? Big fan. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this also uh, coming to the defense of Raheem makes me think that now Jalen is the one that's soft. And if Jalen has the option and the power and the freedom to press on third and two, and he's the one that's choosing to be 10 yards back, well, it's still a problem, Jalen. It's still a problem, dude. Whether No matter whose fault it is, somebody is at fault here, and somebody's got to be uh, responsible for giving up a bunch of third downs on third and short, because that's obviously not what we want to see. So uh, if if that is the plan, it's got to translate into turnovers, and that's not the case either. So. What 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 gives Jalen um, or Raheem Jalen and slash or Raheem like which one is is really the problem here? Um, but either way, something's got to give right. Something's got to translate into turnovers. If you're going to play 10 yards off, isn't that the whole point to try to jump routes and stuff? Um, I would say press because I think Jalen is such a good corner, uh, such a good cover corner that if he presses, you just take that guy out of the play instead of letting him get a five yard catch on third and two and then come up and tackle which is cool. That's awesome. You only gave up five yards. You also got the tackle, but now they also have a new set of downs. So it's, it's that kind of stuff. I feel like we could just take out guys of the play, um, but instead we're not. And that's all. Um, but if it could translate into turnovers, I would, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be sweet. Uh, Aaron Donald next. Uh, we also haven't had that game yet from Aaron Donald where he just like takes it over where it's just like, all right, Donald's not going to let us lose this game. Like it, like it happened in the NFC championship game against the 49ers last year. Like it happened in the Super Bowl, where it's like on that fourth down in the Super Bowl, you kind of just felt like it was like, this is, this is Aaron Donald's play. Like you just kind of felt it, you know, I don't, and maybe I'm alone there, but going into that, like they line up and you're, I was watching Aaron Donald. They line up and it's fourth and two. I'm watching AD on that play. It's like, okay, what's what, this is his time. And then obviously we know what happened. He throws Burrow to the ground. Uh, but 
we haven't had a game yet this year where it's like Aaron Donald's not going to let us lose. And he just like, obviously, you know, he, he reaches 30 years old and I don't want to say that he's out of shape or anything like that. Cause obviously I have eyeballs, but, um, he ha- he just hasn't had that game yet this year where, where he just takes it over, ruins the offense's day and, uh, and just wills this team to a win. We've just not yet seen that. So Will it be this week? Is it against the New Orleans Saints? So we see that. And then go with other corners because uh, while Jalen Ramsey is doing quite the job of just um, of of taking away guys and he's, you know, obviously second tied for second in the NFL and passes defended stuff like that. uh, He is playing really, really well. Um, But these other corners, I think somebody's got to step up. And my vote is that Troy Hill is going to be the next Rams interception. He's been close a few times here. Um, but that's who my money goes to. But uh, I think Durant needs more time. I think that he has not gotten enough. I think Kendrick, I like Kendrick uh, and I think that he's progressing nicely, uh, but I would like to see Durant. I think Durant just brings more, a little bit more energy to it than, than Kendrick. Although I think Kendrick is more fundamentally sound. And then Robert Rochelle, I think he's been solid as well. I would like to see him kind of get more. I almost feel like he would be better in that star position that Jalen's playing. You know, like I, I, there's something about his play style that I just feel like that could fit in nicely. So either way, uh, it's not my call. And I hope wherever he plays that he does well. <laughs> um, I do think that the Rams can win this game, though. I will say that um, I I will always pick the Rams simply because there's always a path in my brain. I can always see a way that it it can work out no matter how bad this like we get or our or how good our opponent is, I can always figure out a way like, okay, well, if this happens here and this guy goes after him and if we can get this matchup, if this guy can have a day, then, you know, or if this guy, maybe he's off this day, if he can just, if we can just win two plays against this left guard, you know, like we can, I, I, my, that's how my brain goes. And I can always kind of see a way that the Rams can pull off a win. So I absolutely see that in this game as the new Orleans saints are not necessarily a very good team. We, are still the reigning Super Bowl champs. We are champs until we're not. So um, I will still kind of hold on to that um, until we're not champs. But uh, just because either way, it's still been fun. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of drove that into the ground, but I've still been having an absolute blast with this season. Uh, it's more fun to win, but losing isn't going to make me find a new team. So I'm here for whatever happens. Uh, there's some fans that I know are 100% with me. I've already kind of had a short, very short. It was just like one comment back and forth with uh, one of my loyal listeners, Edwin. He kind of echoed exactly how I feel about it. It's like, like, yeah, dude, I would love to win, but uh, this is my team. Like we're in it. So it's like that, that mentality is something that I definitely like connect with. And I can't get on board with bashing this team. I can't get on board with being like, well, everything sucks and it's over. Like, it's like, yeah, maybe we don't make the playoffs, but we just, we try again next year. Like that's the thing. The NFL never ends. It's just, uh, it just continues on And the off season. There's, I, I don't even consider it an off season. It's just a time where games are not being played. So, all right. I think that that's enough ranting for me today. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, if you are hearing the audio only version, uh, great news. There's a YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. You can watch me talk about the LA Rams. We also do break up the uh, game preview into its own clip. Uh, and if there's something else, um, any other cool segments that we break those up as well. If you are watching me on YouTube, great news. There's a, there's an audio only version. You could listen to me, take me on the road with you, take me into the car, take me to the gym, whatever you want to do. Um, and then, uh, you can listen to me that way as well. You can find that wherever you are, you find your favorite podcast, my 
uh, numbers tell me that Apple Podcasts is the number one spot for Ram Showcase listeners, so it's definitely there. But everywhere, you are already finding your favorite podcast. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase. For those of you who are not Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams. <laughs>